0: Hi, hey, gorgeous! This is episode number 192, and our amazing guest today is Matt Marcoux.
1: Hi, this is Matt Marku. You're listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schloss and Jill.
0: I'm super excited to have Matt on the show today. He is a certified financial planner and the co-founder of Kendropath Path Financial, which is a fee-based financial planning firm in Orlando, Florida. For over 18 years, Matt has provided clients and business owners with guidance and knowledge in four core areas of planning, which is retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, and investment planning. When he is not working with his clients, he is enjoying spending time boating with his beautiful family and I'm so excited to have Matt on the show today because he went from being an employee to finding his own company, having a really high success level of supporting his clients. And we're going to talk about what inspired him to take action to actually start as an entrepreneur and why financial planning is so important when you are running your own business. Have fun and let's tune in. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Matt. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Yeah, and we have such an exciting topic, a topic that for many people is kind of intimidating, just like sales. (laughs) And it's very sales related because you will only get to the point where you worry about it or where you start thinking about it if you have enough of it or you worry a lot about it if you don't have enough of it. And that's a wonderful topic of money.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So and we love talking about money um, and, and we love talking about money in a couple of different contexts. One is helping clients uh, as a financial advisor with uh, uh, 17 years experience. Uh, you know, I love helping my clients just manage their day-to-day finances, but what I have found is that helping small business owners, not only with their finances, but scaling their business has been an area of excitement for myself and my business partner, John Kennedy. And that was really the uh, thesis behind us creating CandorPath Financial, um, our advisory firm.
0: Yeah, awesome. So tell us a little bit. You just mentioned 17 years, and obviously we heard it in your bio uh, when when you got introduced to this episode. Yeah. But what what gets you so excited and fired up about this topic that for many people seems like a little burden or they don't have enough education around it. And it just, you know, it never really is a topic of super joy for many people, especially starting out or being a solopreneur, small business owner.
1: Yeah, great question. So, you know, John and I started off with a larger firm and I can have only what we could describe as our Jerry Maguire moment. We were uh, working at a larger firm uh, you know we were just going through the motions, and we we had an epiphany that said, "The way things are going there 's got to be a better way uh, and so we did the whole who 's coming with us?" and we both stood up in the room, and we were the only two that that ended up leaving. Um, but the good news is that when we left, we all of our clients ended up coming with us uh, when we formed canpat financial and so that gave us a very unique perspective. That not all entrepreneurs get to have is that we were able to hit the reset button on our business and yet still have revenue coming in the door. And again, I know that most of the time those two are mutually exclusive. You either hit the reset button, branch out sort of business and start from scratch, or you continue doing things the same old fashioned way and finally get fed up with it as we did. And so, again, we were in a very unique perspective to do so. But when we got this opportunity, we knew that we did not want to take it for granted. Um, and my business partner, John Kennedy, is an avid reader, avid podcast listen to, listener. And so he came across, and as most entrepreneurs do, and I'll hold it up if, for anyone that, that's watching this today, is The Four Hour Workweek. Um, this book um, really spoke to us. Um, it's one that we sat down, we read cover to cover together, and we were just trying to find out where are there ways for us to work smarter, not work less. I, I know it, the book promotes only working four hours. But that's not the point of the book. The point of the book is to state, you are very good at doing certain things. You should not be the jack of all trades. There's ways for us in this, especially in this economy that we're, that we're here in today, there are people that specialize in areas that you have weaknesses in. And being able to find those people and include them in your business uh, is something that we took a great interest in and almost were become passionate about. Uh, and so for us, this was the turning point in our careers was to think, okay, we're going to hit the reset button. How can we do this in the smartest way possible? And so yeah. that's something that we've really been excited about.
0: Yeah. And I, I love the book too. I remember reading it when I was still in my corporate job. And I I remember that feeling. It was like in winter and you know there was this huge bookstore and I walked by, I saw the book. I was like, oh, what a title, so intriguing. So I went and got it and it was cold. At, you know, the the days were short, it was dark in the morning, it was dark <laughs> yeah. in the afternoon, and I really felt like I need that freedom. I need to really go for my dreams instead of following some career path that you know was a great experience, but not what I wanted anymore. So the book really was an interesting read and inspired me to take action. So I, I totally get where your passion comes from because I felt the same when I read it. But I also, you know, he didn't start out this way.
1: He no. He hustled
0: and worked uh, a ton. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to make sure I put it in the in the show notes as well. Tim Ferriss, the four-hour work week. If you haven't yeah. read it yet, we highly recommend it.
1: Hi- highly recommend it. And, and you're not, you know, it's not going to be applicable. And the things that I'm going to talk about today are probably not applicable to all different areas of, of businesses, but there are probably a handful of things, and that's, our, I think, our hope today is that there's a handful of things to take away from this that maybe apply to your business. Um, for, for myself and, and our business at Candor Path Financial, I'm a certified financial planner. I have four main core competencies, and that's, you know, investments, taxes, um, uh, uh, retirement planning, um, and, you know, uh, just overall financial planning. So I wanted to focus on those areas. I didn't want to have to figure out Who's scheduled my meetings? Or who's going to answer my phone calls? Or who's going to do my bookkeeping? These are areas that we took from the book to figure out. All right, we're good at a certain amount of, of tasks. What can we offload onto somebody else or, or onto a team? And so we, from this book, um, in our business, we've outsourced six main areas, um, and that we have found that have been extraordinarily helpful. And really, the old model from our old firm was to have that office manager, that jack of all trades. And we had one, and we love her dearly. She was a, a really, really great office manager at our last company. She did some things really, really well, but the people side of it, the, the touchy-feely stuff, she was incredible at. Paperwork, answering phones, those were things that did not come as naturally or, or things that she wasn't as interested in. Yet, we still tasked her with doing those things. And so, again, hitting this reset button and recreating Candid Path Financial, we said, okay, well, first of all, Let's outsource our phone systems. All right.
0: Yeah. Give me just one sec to make sure that we don't lose the audience because, you know, you talk that might be intimidating, right? They might be just getting started or struggling a little bit to even get some sales into the door, making some revenue, some money to be able to outsource. But we are going to talk about why it is so important to invest that kind of money and what will help you to generate even more money. So stay tuned, right? Because Matt had, has figured out an amazing system where he helps entrepreneurs to really get to the next level by you not doing everything yourself. And you know we are all guilty of it. I did everything myself at the beginning, and then I figured out I need to outsource stuff because I didn't know about certain things. I never felt good about outsourcing. (laughs) So you have like the emotional, the financial thing going on, the not knowing. And now we're going to talk about how you can get to the point where you feel great about it, where you see results, and where at the end of the day, you will make more money because you made that decision that you might be fearful of
1: and all of that revolves around having a finite amount of time we have two finite, finite amount of resources and money and a finite amount of time and there's going to be a sacrifice on one of those two either it's going to cost you more but free up your time or you're going to do it all of yourself and you're going to save money but your time is going to be you know completely blocked up by all of these different tasks and so i think that's a great point christine is that you know you you either have to make a decision and especially on the onset is um, you know having that appearance maybe of a larger firm than what you are or a larger sales force than what you have, because sometimes that's needed to, to get that sale, is to show that there's more behind you than just yourself. Uh, and so again, at the beginning of this, we were a little concerned about that. It's two of us, um, you know, what are people going to think? And then we started to realize that the people care about us, not care about who's answering our phones, as long as the phone is being answered. Or who is scheduling our our meetings, as long as the meetings are being scheduled? Um, Or who's doing our bookkeeping? Or all of these different things, party planning. Um, And so, you know, again, we realize that there's only a finite amount of of time uh, or money, and you've got to make a sacrifice on one of those or the other.
0: Yeah, you got to make a decision, right? There's no other way. And hopefully it's a smart decision that supports you to free up time for what you are really brilliant at instead of, you know, running around like a hatless chicken, right? (laughs) And, you know, that's probably what a lot of entrepreneurs do. That's what I did at the beginning. I wanted to figure it out. I needed to figure it out. I had that drive. But, you know, there probably would have been some smarter ways if I would have known. (laughs) So that's why we wanted to have the episode so you can help the people to understand from your learnings, from your point of view, and we help them see what you were able to accomplish because you choose this path. So exactly. you, you said you started with sourcing, outsourcing the phone system. Yeah, me. we started
1: small. So let's start small. Let's make sure that our phone is answered at all times in a professional manner. Um, and again, we ran into these problems at the larger firm. When our, when our office manager went out sick, well, there was only one more line of defense before it got to us. And all of a sudden, we're in the middle of a task answering the phone. And it's not that I'm too good to answer a phone. But as a lot of uh, people listening to this podcast know, when you're in the middle of an assignment or you're working or you're trying to get a sale or whatever it may be, the last thing you want to do is be interrupted. And so that was the first area when we recreated we, we our business was that we hired a receptionist, a virtual receptionist, who the hours from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. answer calls, forward them to us, took messages, and could even make outbound phone calls for us maybe uh, confirming a meeting or doing something uh, small in that nature. And for us, that freed up a tremendous amount of time so that we could focus on, again, the areas that we wanted to focus on, yet when someone needed us, they were we were available to them.
0: Yeah, love it.
1: Yeah, and then we continued to progress. So we went from a receptionist to scheduling our meetings. Again, this was something done by a, a person at our last firm. Uh, you know, the, the back and forth between – finding out a good time, rescheduling, canceling. Um, and, it, and I think maybe a lot of people now are, and hopefully some of them listening to this podcast, are using a Calendly or one of these scheduling softwares which has really revolutionized the scheduling game, I guess it would be. Yeah. Uh, because it's now done at the convenience of the client or the, uh, the end user, not necessarily a human going back and forth between figuring all of these things out. And you know how much of a time drag that is In trying to get three or four people's schedules created. It's now done with the click of a mouse. That was the second area that we decided to outsource our services to. Um, The third for us was, uh, you know, listen, we're at holiday season right now. So we have a lot of client events going on, a lot of holiday parties. And again, the old way was for us to do the figuring out what food we're going to have for our client events and finding the venue and then getting there for setup and doing all those things. So we outsource a party planner. Again, it's us just trying to think outside the box. We are not good at creating events, but we're good at showing up and meeting with our clients and being the smiling face behind it. And so, again, we decided, again, it was a capital issue. Do we do this all of ourselves and save money, or do we free up our time, have a party planner come, and from A to Z, could plan the entire event and just have us show up to it? And for us, I think that was probably one of the biggest helps we had, and we have a great party planner now, uh, that is uh, outsourced. We pay her an hourly wage, a fair amount. And uh, for us, it allows us to just do what we are good at doing.
0: Yeah. And also, also one thing to consider is when you do that outsourcing, especially a party planner and event planner, they have all the connection in the market they need, where you would start from scratch. So it's not just that they organize in a beautiful way, but they know where to go for the best food. They know where to go for the wines you want and everything. So it makes life so much easier.
1: Not even that, but our last event was actually canceled. Um, We we decided to do an event at a a golf place, you know, having clients come in one of these large golf uh, venues. And they actually closed down and closed for six weeks uh, and it canceled our, our party. And if it was myself and my business partner, we would have shrugged our shoulders and said, okay, it's canceled, move on. Our party planner negotiated to move it a couple, of, uh, a couple of weeks later, but got 50% off the bill. So now think about that from our standpoint is the cost of the party planner, basically because of our inconvenience, is now being covered by the venue uh, because they made a mistake. And so things like that, we end up making money back in the margins by, again, doing it the, the right way. And so that's a, that's a great point.
0: So what, what happened when you started to, to outsource these things, what happened to your business? What was the growth? So, you know, when people might be still fearful about giving it a try, because sometimes you you never know what you're going to get. Right. So I had a virtual assistant that didn't work out. Then I had a virtual assistant that worked out, but you still had to train you. So it's like going back and forth, but still at the end of the day, I feel it's like huge help.
1: Yeah. And it's, And I agree with you. You know, this is not a perfect science, right? Are are there going to be people that come into your lives or outsource that don't necessarily work? Yes. We find those are learning experiences that we've had. We've had mostly a positive experience with all of the different partners we've we've worked with. Um, But I think, again, at the end of the day, it didn't help scale our business, but we are very big with, um, with work-life balance. Um, I have three, uh, two children. I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old. My business partner has a one-year-old um, and a three-year-old. And so for us, our focus was what can we do to spend more time with our families while our business is running behind the scenes? Um, so if I want to take my son to the park in the morning and I have calls coming in and emails coming in, I know that A, those calls are being answered, those emails are being helped Uh, along by my virtual uh, personal assistant that i have which we'll talk about in a second and so all of these things are still happening behind the scenes yet i am spending a moment with my family and not wondering about my business so the 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 growth certainly comes and that's a great part of it but i think my main focus was work-life balance and increasing the time because as we very well know life is it, it only has a finite amount and it's continually getting shorter and shorter for all of us so I want to make sure the time that I'm here, I'm most present with my family, um, and yet still at the same time, creating a wonderful, enjoyable business uh, that, that we have. So for us, it was more of uh, on the on the work-life balance side than on the scale side, but all of these things um, are, are so important to scaling a business.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it goes hand in hand, like when you're really happy with yourself, when you're happy with the results, when you know you're serving at the highest level, you need to have that counterpart. So when you put, you know, emphasis on your family and you want to spend quality time, then either way you can't be distracted. Right? You wanna you don't want anything happening when you are with your family. And you know, you wanna be able to have that flexibility, that freedom to make those decisions. So with the right support system, that works.
1: Absolutely. Just think about that party example I gave a moment ago. We just had a client event last weekend. Um, If I was doing everything from planning it to making sure the food was there on time to making sure the clients were at the event, I would have shown up to that stressed. I would have been yeah. all day planning <laughs> this and working and making sure this person's coming in. And because we outsourced it, I literally, the party was at 7.30. I showed up at 7.15. Our clients were there. It was happy. The food was there. The event we had was wonderful. I had no stress. I'm sure that that came off. At some point, talking to, my, talking to my clients at this event, that I wasn't sweating my brains out because I was running around going crazy. I let the party planner do all of the work, and I, I would just showed up, and I was relaxed and calm, and I felt good, and I wanted to engage with everybody. I can tell you again, if I had done all that work, the last thing I'd want to do is talk to somebody at these events. Yeah. And so those so small things you can't put a dollar on, on, but I can tell you are so incredibly important.
0: Totally, yeah. And you, it's a, since you were not stressed, and you wear that smiling face that you wanted to show up as, it does have a pretty big impact on the relationships you're creating with your clients, on how you show up for them, and you know that will definitely pay off in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, so I, I just, to. I just love that. So, yeah. what kind of advice would you give? Because I know you, you have so many clients, and obviously you have an insight in the finances and how they are set up and you know what, what happens for them, what could you give as an advice for somebody who maybe is just starting out or is in their first or second year of business and those things still feel a little bit scary to make those decisions to outsource?
1: Yeah, I, I can completely understand uh, any apprehension someone would have, um, but I think maybe starting with the next topic that I was going to discuss is actually having that virtual personal assistant. That's almost the way to tiptoe into this. That's not the direction we went in, but now hindsight being 2020 going back to it, uh, we have a amazing virtual personal assistant that John and I have. She actually lives in New York city. We are in Florida. Um, So the fact that she's not sitting next to me or in an office next to me really is no big deal because of technology, Uh, but she has single-handedly changed um, our opinion of actually now bringing more of a human element to this outsourcing uh, thought process and again going back to the book is he was uh, tim Ferriss was very passionate about actually going to the, the human side of it the, the virtual personal assistant uh, and so what we have actually done is with our virtual personal assistant she now is the person over all of our other outsourcing um, partners that we have so again, again, reading further into the book, you realize that having one of them can now control, and now it's exponential. So now when the party planner needs a question, she goes to my virtual personal assistant, um, and so she asks, she asks the question, reads out anything that I don't need to know about, and then she ultimately brings it to me. So we've really started to revolutionize, and uh, really not really revolutionize, we started to really grow this thing and follow, the, follow sort of the loose itinerary of this book to make sure we were doing all those things. But um, our, our sister right now, her name is Allison. Uh, she, does, she does amazing work for us. And she really is that line of defense before someone needs to get to us. She's helping us um, with uh, 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 some of the event stuff that we're doing, gift giving for clients at this time of year, Christmas cards. I mean, things that we really just need help with and don't have time to do she's really taken the ball to run with those and what we love about it is maybe the same thing that you had a hard time with at the beginning so i think you mentioned you had a, a assistant who didn't work out if that was an employee how difficult would that have been to make that change it would have been a lot more difficult than to call whoever you are using or the sources that you're using and say listen i need someone else assigned to, to me that's probably a five-minute process. You know, you have still have to retrain a person. There's that, that whole issue, but um, we have just found that um, we luckily found the right person on the first time, but if it took two or three times for us, I think that still would be far easier and less expensive than three hires that you would need to have made and then had that rough conversation with to, you know, walk out the door. So even with that mindset, I still think it's a, a great way to grow a business.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I just love that. And I'm so happy that we are having actually another call set up. So I just want to make sure because you brought us something really interesting where people can get some support on those interview questions. So can you guide us through your amazing gift?
1: Absolutely. So what we decided is, um, well, two things. One is that we wanted to give back to the outsourcing world. So the first thing we did is part of our firm, We hired a a CPA, and he is actually a fractional CFO. So a small, medium-sized business um, would like to outsource their uh, CFO-type duties. You can hire Michael, and he will come in, be your fractional CFO, help you with making sure your financial statements are in right order, uh, you're trying to sell your business, whatever it is, help you with that process, and only hire him on an hourly basis, which is really, really great you don't have that salary. The second is as someone is looking for a financial advisor and looking to outsource their personal finances to us, we've created a really good checklist for being able to interview another financial advisor. So if you head over to CandorPath forward slash interview, you'll see a PDF on there to be able to download, and it will show you some really good questions to ask another financial advisor or us uh, if uh, you have some questions and are looking to outsource that, that part of your life and not have to deal with the day-to-day finances um, in, in your life.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, I I can't wait to talk to you about that a little bit more, especially about, you know, once you make sales and you actually have a business and not a hobby anymore, how to treat your finances in a smart way so that you can stress less, right? Have create a more relaxed lifestyle or create the lifestyle of your dreams and the business around it. So, um, yeah, I would just want to send people to really get uh, those interview questions because I think they're crucial to pick the right person. The link is going to be in the show notes um, as well with all the resources. So you can just go click and you're already at the right page with the right resource. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Matt, for this wonderful first interview and yeah, the knowledge you're sharing and the excitement about the four-hour week book by Tim Ferriss that has probably inspired hundreds of thousands of people all around the globe. And I'm really looking forward to have the next episode with you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Well, I just love the advice that Matt shares. And it's so important. We need to understand how to scale, how to focus in our businesses so we can have more impact and we are not wasting our time with things that we do not enjoy, that we might not be good at but we think it needs to be done. So outsourcing is really, really crucial. And then also setting up your finances in the right way is super crucial. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab for the show notes, for the transcripts, for the links to connect directly with Matt. And also for the wonderful resources, there is a link to the wonderful book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss that obviously has changed Matt's life and has influenced mine as well. And then also Matt is sharing the wonderful resource, the important and difficult questions to ask your advisor so that you know exactly who to talk to and how to talk to your an- advisor So it helps you to set up your financial planning in the correct way. Next time, we are going to talk about the importance of financial planning. You do not want to miss the next episode, number 193, The Importance of Financial Planning. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now.